0: We Mauliola proudly presents Leo Kupa, E The thought-provoking podcast on perpetuating Hawaiian healing and wellness Leo Kupa is hosted by Kamakanui A Ha'ilono, Jingao E mauna ilalo ke na ma na vaya inna alo biha hi kin koma na kupuna mahalupiha Eho oh my kai pai kai kama kyo maniya hoku mnia maha hoku maniya kha hoku am amma va Oh man. Hey. Kako Aloha. Welcome to Leo Kupa from us at Hui Maoliola. The mission of Hui Mauliola is to perpetuate Hawaiian healing and wellness and empowering of people through healing. This Leo Kupa podcast is a way of capturing the stories of empowerment from our Kupuna and practitioners in our community. Today we have a return guests visiting us uh Mahalanui, nui makaala yates for joining us once again <clears throat> so aloha. Dr. Maka, aloha makaala so he was um podcast number 22nd so a couple before um but yeah i wanted to definitely bring makaala back onto this little koopa because i know the last time we had a short visit and always good to kind of hanaho so um Dr. Maka'ala Yates is a Kanaka Maoli who specializes in Hawaiian medicine. His studies began at the age of six. He has been teaching Hawaiian medicine and practices for 35 years. He is the founder of Mauna Lomi and Indigenous Botanicals. Maka'ala is an original crew member of Hokulea in 1976. He is also a Vietnam veteran. Maka'ala received the Ka'onohi Award in 2005 for his excellence in Hawaiian medicine and community support. He is the author of Na'awau Ola Hawaii, Hawaiian Practices and Principles of Being Well. Leo Koopa, let's welcome back Dr. Makala Yates.
1: How are you doing, Makala? Well, I'm doing fine. Doing fine. Um, my golf game not doing fine, but I'm doing fine.
0: Uh, if you're shooting in the 70s, Maka'ala, that's, that's still amazing. You know, <laughs> so we'll take that any day of the week, but... Um, Right on. So during this time, you've been um, kind of working on that that golf game a little bit, and um, how does that kind of um, coordinate, um, you know, work with what you do, you know, with helping people, and um, you know, is there any relationship between the golf game and your um, your passion of our Hawaiian healing practices?
1: Well, in life, general, just in general, in life. So, for example. If you're hitting the ball to a particular target zone, like green, whatever it is, and you focus so much on a target zone when you forgot to hit the ball, well, then the ball is not going to go to your target zone, right? So sometimes we in life, we look at things too far ahead. We're not really paying attention to what's going on around us. You know what I'm saying? So there's not a correlation between uh, any sport really and 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 life. So Yeah, yeah. Now, I see
0: that. I mean... I've had that happen a lot where, you know, you got this perfect tee shot. You're right in the middle of the fairway and your second shot, you're trying to get it to the green so badly, you know, but you know that you want to land it on the green and then you um, focus, don't realize the moment and you scud the ball. You know, you're like, oh man, you know, you're just primo positioning, but not being in the moment, you know, focusing too far ahead, you know, you're focusing on the putt rather than, that um, your approach shot, you
1: know? Well, I think the big thing is um, not being attached to the outcome. And that's true in life. You know, we can focus on a positive outcome that we want in life and, you know, whatever it is, um, a new job, a a partnership, uh, whatever, it doesn't matter what it is. There's a positive outcome that you're looking for, you're looking towards. And we can easily be, uh, dis- you know, we can easily um, uh, some uh, w- when we are when we are focused on that outcome. The Hawaiian concept is is as uh, not being attached to that outcome. You're focusing on it, but not attached to it. So you know, obviously, there's a, a number of. Um, ingredients necessary to reach that positive outcome there's all kinds um you know um now porno for example now porno is it's about knowing you know about knowing knowing just knowing whatever it is you know you have to know that you can reach a positive outcome and then you have Doubt that comes into play and that can nullify you reaching a positive outcome. I mean, you know, so we can go on and on about this, but it's the same thing as golf and life, you know, everything is about, you know, we can focus on it, an outcome we want in life without being attached to the outcome. That's that's a key.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not being attached to the end result, then. Yeah. So my goal is still to shoot um, under 80. So. I cannot be attached to that. Um, that end goal. I just gotta be focused on the um,
1: at the moment. The fundamental yeah, at, moment, at the moment. You know. You're not. You're not even thinking about the score at the end of the day. You're just thinking about that one shot that you're doing that run right now, right here, right at this moment. And sometimes we, our minds can be distracting ourselves and just true in life. And what I do is I listen. I listen. Ho Listen to and I pick <clears throat> at least two sounds, sometimes three sounds that's around me. Could be a car going down the road, could be a bird chirping loudly, you know, something's some sound. And then I, you know, once I focus on those sounds, then I just initiate my 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 swing pattern, whatever it is, so that I'm not uh you know, I'm so I'm not um uh, distracting myself from 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 actually hitting the ball by thinking too much about it. Or well, I don't want to I don't want to hit it left. I don't want to hit it right. Oh, there's a water in front of me. There's all these things that come into play in our psychology, you know, and in our, in our psycho and uh, in our, in our psyche. And so, what? So in life, same thing. You know, sometimes we we get distracted very easily. We're getting we're getting distracted easily right now with all of the um, the modern uh, inconveniences that's happening, especially in Hawaii and in the whole world. And uh, we cannot lose focus of who we are and paying attention to the moment where we are, because we still have to live our life. And we we still want to be able to live our life fully, healthily and, and, and not be distracted from, 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 from from living that, that porno way of who we are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With the distractions going on and, you know, that's a good point of, um listening you know being able to listen and um take our minds away from certain things that are distracting us you know whether it's our golf game or whether it's just in life in general you know what I mean sometimes there's a lot of um distractions in our life you know so I like that concept of trying to you know listen and trying to work on having that pono um
1: lifestyle yeah I mean you know you you're still you even if you have distractions it doesn't mean you, you you're not taking responsibility of your actions or whatever it is that you're doing you still have to live in this world of distractions we still have to live in this world of separation and, and all this other stuff that's going on but we can we can't we don't want to forget that we are about Aloha we are about love that's who we are that's 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 to me, as a Hawaiian person, that love is a key, and that was always Auntie Margaret's favorite saying: "Love the body, Makala. Love the body. You know, if you want right. to, okay. if you want to know how to work with an, if you're doing lomi on someone else, for example, uh-huh. and your touch, you know, if it's rough, you, you, you're disconnected. Your your mind is someplace else. Then your then the outcome is going to be." is gonna change, right? So, uh-huh. Someone so, comes into bro. my clinic; they have uh, lower back pain. Um, yeah, I want to help them out. My my out, the outcome that we both want my the, my patient and me myself is to be pain free,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? But we're not attached to that, so let's just chip at the chip at it one at a time, do one you know one stroke at a time in this golf course. We're not thinking about the end score; we're just thinking about where we are right now, and working. And in the case of the human body, when we're trying to help somebody with with problems, you know, there's a lot of things that, that come into play, and we need to focus on each one of them, and uh, and 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 and, re- and try and, and and work on problem solving, uh, uh, you know, um, the situation. So
0: yeah, so since you brought up that low back. Pain. I know a lot of people, um, go through those issues. I went through a bunch of low back pains, um, previously, um, you know, I'm, I'm super grateful that I don't have those, um, same issues. Um, but yeah, what is some of your assessment or problem solving that goes into like, say someone comes into your clinic, Makal, and it's like, Hey, you know, I, my, I get some low back pain, um, going on, you know, it's usually, um, you know, I get low back pain, sometimes it's coming down my leg, you know, or it's tightness of my low back. What's kind of your problem solving aspect or how you go about kind of assessing it? I mean, I know that could be like when another extension of this uh, Leo Cooper podcast, but like, you know, when you first, someone first comes to you, what is that your mindset or that problem solving look like?
1: You know, what's really interesting is that, um, um, so you know, um, one of course, Auntie Margaret Machado, who is one of my teachers, and and by the way, I, I mean, just for the listeners who, who who don't know me out there, um, the lineage I have, the Hawaiian side of my family is uh, above me, beyond my father is Lahapa and Mo'olau, and then uh, who's from the Kaima uh, Kaima'olo Kipapa, which is a which is a uh, big island corner, all the way to to Kauaiha, across the Kipapa. Um, uh, on the opposite of Mau- on, on Maui, I mean, they're all related, right? It's a big, big, big family, and and goes and that's like 1848, and then 1826 is Kapa Kapa Kuilehua in the 1700s. So that's my lineage. And Lahapa and are the two names that come into mind with the medicine. Uh, not everybody is doing medicine, but they, Lahapa was a was a was an important ingredient in my family lineage. And then there's um, um, uh, the La'aula Pa'au lineage that I was connected with, which is Auntie Margaret, and her born name was Kalehua Makanoilulu on the Pali, which is a very unique name, and I'm not going to go into that, and her grandfather, Ahaula, Ahaula Keali'i, was from uh, napo in, uh, you know, in uh, South Kona, you know, Kealakekua Bay area. And that lineage, so Ahaula Keali'i was uh, really powerful, Kahuna, and he was with the ali's. He was. I don't know exact. We don't know exactly his position, um, you know. But aha, aha is an altar. Ula is, you know, it's like a red and you know for the ali's. It's a red altar for the for the ali's, you know. So there's there's a lot more to that. I'm not going to get into that. But he was an amazing kahuna, and and then that lineage goes all the way back to uh, uh kama'kanui aha ilono aha aha uh, Kamaka, kama'kanui aha ilono. No, Kamaka, 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 Nui Aha Ilona, that's his name. And that was from uh, Kau. And from him, the, the, the knowledge from him came from the, the people, from the stars. This is how it was passed down. This is how I know, this is what was told to me. So before him was, the message came from, the, the knowledge came from the star people. And that's a long time ago. So this is who I am. So people who don't know me out there, you know, we can you know, get an idea of, of that. And then, of course, my teachers. You know, there are other teachers that, like Mona Simeona and so forth. So going back to your question regarding problem solving, so Auntie Margaret was really a master at this. She was doing things that probably would be considered miracles today in terms of what her abilities were. All my teachers were amazing, uh, had amazing abilities. And so someone comes in with a lower back pain is, you know, you can have a hundred people coming in low back pain. I'm going to work every one of them differently. I'm going to approach them differently because they're different gender, different uh, makeup and so forth. And so there's always this room for uh, this, this gray area of what I'm going to do. And Auntie Margaret was like that. In fact, like Auntie Margaret, I never know what I'm going to do until I actually touch the person. I have an idea. I mean, I've been doing this for a long, long, long time. Oh, somebody comes over back pain. Okay, maybe this, 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 this. I have an idea what might 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 be needed, needed to help them out, but I still don't know exactly what I'm gonna do until my hands go on them. And that's a key. In order to know how to problem solve, you've got to be able to feel. So feeling is a critical element to be able to problem solve someone's uh, physical malady, some physical pains, lower back, in this case, lower back problem. Well, one thing for certain, and when I was um, a spa consultant for, for many years, I would go in on incognito and, and the therapists don't know who I am, knowing the owners or the spa directors would know who I was. And I'd go in there and I, you know, I, I, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a customer, right? and I always say I have low back problems. <clears throat> and if they don't work on my glutes, then I know they don't know what they're doing. Your key for any lower back issues is going to be the glutes. So then, how you work on the glutes? To me, the glutes sets apart the average therapist, any therapist, but in the our case, the loamy therapist. Um, working on a glute separates someone who knows what they're doing and someone who don't know what you are doing. You cannot work on a gluteal area. You know, when somebody has a problem in, that's related To the gluteal area, that would be the pelvic area, you know, around the waist area, lower back area, you know, pain going down the legs. That's all coming from the gluteal area. And if you're only working on an area five, ten minutes, there's no way you can resolve any issues. There's no way. And the depth of, of the compression is critical. If you're just going over a superficial muscle, then you're not going to get the results either for this lower back problem. So there's a lot of criteria that's important before we can before I start throwing out what muscles to work on. Because you got to know how to work on them. Not just pressing on any old way, you got to feel what's going on, what direction is going, which muscles in the glute, in the gluteal area, you got like you know at least 10 muscles that are critical the two critical muscles for lower back in the gluteal area is the glute medius and minimus. So, um, you know, anatomy is important of course to know, you know, but for me, anatomy is important just so that we can communicate with one another. I mean, it's nice to learn anatomy, but you don't really need to learn anatomy to be a, a proficient therapist. Auntie Margaret maybe had she knew like 10 muscles in the body and it's not to take anything away from her, but even in the 10 muscles, she would mix it up, but it doesn't matter. It didn't matter to her because the moment she touches your body, she knows exactly what muscles involve, what nerves involve, what circulation, whatever is involved. The moment she touches you, she knows. So knowing anatomy is important for us to communicate, But it's not that important for us to learn how to help someone clear up their pain. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, like,
0: you don't even need to know. I mean, knowing that more of the touching, knowing that feel. So Auntie Margaret knew the feel of how everything felt and the muscles and all of that rather than, like, that aspect of calling out these different muscles and all of these things. She knew what
1: they were. She just knew them by feeling them, huh? Well, most massage schools uh, are academically inclined. Not all of them. Most of them are. In my my experiences traveling around the world and in America, of course, in Hawaii. They're changing now, of course, because a lot of them, well, now some of the states are not requiring a practical exam. But in the past when they were, a lot of the therapists weren't passing the practical exam. That means they're hands-on skills, because too much infam- too much time was spent on academics. In Auntie Margaret's program, you know, it's a licensed program for Hawaii uh, massage license. Her program was, you know, eighty percent hands-on, twenty percent was academics. And so, you know, feeling was is critical in terms of knowing what's going on in the body and understanding. I get a lot of times students coming to my class and I asked I said well where is the tight muscle well what does it feel like if they got to, if i if the, if the student is have to ask me what a tight muscle feels like they have to go back to kindergarten to learn basic stuff you know go back to school because that's massage 101. on one you have to know how to feel and it's amazing how a lot of them can't sometimes I say use your forearm and the glutes instead of your hands now and they can't do it when I ask them why, because they can't feel. So I say, well, let me see your forearm. I touch the forearms, you can feel that, right? Yeah. So what's the problem then, right? So it's, it's just a mindset. All right, so let's get back to the question in hand because um, obviously I don't wanna get into all the intricacies of things. So in order for, to problem solve anything in the human body, we need to know how to access a communication system. So the right. communication system in the body has a way of operating and the brain is involved and the spine involved because there's a reflex communication going on. So in every muscle, you have a tendon. So the muscle goes to a tendon, which goes to a bone, right? So when a muscle, when, a, um, when you have a muscle connected to another muscle, you'll have a ligament. When you have a muscle connected to a bone, you have a tendon. So the tendon is where you see a lot of these receptors. They call it receptors because when you press on it, there's a response that goes into the body and comes back. And they're called GTO or Golgi tendon organ. So, and I don't want to get too scientific in, in, in this, but it's just to explain how brilliant our ancestors was in Hawaii. They knew all this stuff. Amazing. And Margaret knew this stuff, but she couldn't explain it. And so I went to chiropractor school and now I can explain it because I understand their language. I understand the scientific and the modern medical language. And so you have the Golgi tendon organ, when you apply pressure to the tendon, it sends signals to the spinal level of that muscle. And there's a reflex mechanism that crosses over and comes back to the muscle. So sensory goes in one way and motor comes back out the other way to tell the muscles to relax. This is a, a protective mechanism, protect, protect the body from, from, from injuring themselves. Unless you have a high impact like football or sports, you know, high, high impact sports, uh, then you, it, you know, it, it, it bypasses the reflex because it's too fast. And so you have injuries. But in normal circumstances, the, the, the GTO has a communication system to communicate to the muscles. Now, within the muscle belly itself, there are receptors called muscle spindle fibers. Muscle spindle fibers are like these spindles. They go around the muscle. Um, each muscle striation, each muscle band has this these microscopic uh, uh, spindles. They call it spindle spindles because it looks like a spindle, like you have it in a sewing machine. Mm. And so, when you, if you know how to address that, those receptors, and they're throughout the muscle belly, then that sends a signal to the same. Same spinal level as as we previously described with the GTO. This time it goes straight up to the brain. So sensory goes in, goes up to the brain. The brain, um, and this is all in micro microseconds. All of this happens, and the brain responds back down through a motor uh, neuron, and to send signals back to the spinal level out to the muscle to reiterate to relax. You need to relax. Right. This is how, this is how the basic, basic, basic um, uh, communication system works in terms of dealing with muscles. But there's another um, culprit that's involved in this, in this complex mechanism, and there's the pain receptors. When someone is digging into a muscle, digging, digging, digging with the elbow, leaning, 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 you know. today you have a lot of therapists who are doing this called deep tissue. And they're ripping through the muscles, man. They're thumb through the muscles, elbow in the muscles, man. Ripping those muscles, man. No pain, no gain, you know, that kind of stuff. It's amazing how, how, uh, and it, it, they'll get results. I mean, you have black and blue and you have pain for the next three or four days, but eventually, you know, you'll get results, sure. But I prefer to go through a pa- less pain result, uh, route and quicker, like right now, not three days later, but now. And so, you have to be able to know how to get in there without triggering the pain receptors. And that's how, you know, that's why it's important how you touch, how you press, what direction you're going. All of this stuff plays a role. So in order to know how to problem-solve, and to me, problem-solving Lomi is one of the most complex and most difficult aspects of Lomi Lomi that our culture ever developed. Mm -hmm. And there are many forms of Lomi out there. I call it many forms because um, they're in... In people's minds, is a different form. And in my mind, it's not a different form. It's just a level of comprehension. That's all. They understand this much, but they don't understand so much. You know what I mean? So like how, how far down the rabbit hole you want to go? And that's what I'm talking about. A lot of people are on the top surface of the ground. They haven't even gone into the rabbit hole yet. And problem-solving uh, Lomi is way down that rabbit hole. And, yeah. you know, so, so anyway, going back to the question, then the glute and minimus needs to be worked on in a correct way. And there's ways of doing that. And then typically it's going to be the upper body, the upper back muscles, the erector spinae muscles are going to be involved. They're pulling down. So it goes from a sacrum all the way up to the, 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 the occiput and the, the erector spinae is actually not one long muscle, although um, in the cadaver so when I was in chiropractor school it was this is crazy my first year it was a whole year of, of, of dissection in in in, in chiropractic school and most of my teammates um, you know there's like uh, five of us on each cadaver in in the, in the class and you required, you're responsible for this cadaver for the whole year and so that first week, it was tough for all of us to cut into the skin and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But after that, I was like a kid with a, you know, with a new toy. Because, <laughs> because, because and I don't mean the demeanor, a uh, cadaver or anything like that. I'm just saying that all those years I was with Auntie Margaret and being with her and feeling her and getting feedback from her. No, Makala, not like that. Come here. You feel my hands? This is how I want you to do it. I go back. Yes, like that. And anyway, if you go back to sleep, you know, whatever. And you know, so she, all of these years with her understanding the touch pr- process and, and 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 seeing the human body from my hands. Now I'm able to see the muscles with my eyes. And I was like, wow, so that's what it looks like. Oh, that's where it goes. Oh, that's how it attaches to the bone. Wow, I see that nerve now. Oh, okay, no wonder that, you know, blah, 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 like this. It was just crazy. So, you know, and one of the things that I realized was that the, the rectospine muscles in technically is attached in short distances. It, it goes from, you know, the, the sacrum to you know, to the ribs and, 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 and the spine, and then another set goes from there up, and then another set goes from there up and until it reaches the, the occiput. In, in the cadaver, all of those muscles, is actually looks like one huge band. And this is what Anti margaret's is telling me, Makahala, it's a big muscle. Your hands, your thumbs, not going to help them. You've got to use your forearm or your knee, or something heavier, you know, and, and how to do it without hurting the ribs because the ribs now are, it's going to be involved cause the ribs are shallow as you get further off the back. So the erector spinae muscles plays a critical role in the lower back.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you gotta make sure you also uh, loosen up the, the erectors as well then.
1: Yeah, and so, and there's ways of doing that because you can't just, just jam in there and start digging and digging and digging and all this kind of, there's ways of working on the erector spinae to get results. And, um, you know, for example, um, forearm going up to back, what a lot of therapists aren't aware of. Yeah, they, they, they see, uh, I remember even with Auntie Margaret's days, uh, you know, students and others who are watching, see her doing advanced stuff because there's a, a lot of times when, when Auntie Margaret teaches a class, there's emergencies and she'll stop the class to help somebody came down because they 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 that injury, and so she works on them. We all watch. But she doesn't teach that in a class because it was all level one. Of course, I her advance is – anyway, I won't get into the whole thing. Um, so my, the point is, though, that they try to repeat what they saw or even what they see me doing, and they don't get the same results because they don't understand what it is that I'm doing. So, you know, because you have to bypass uh, – you know, you have to be able to stress those muscles out – but not hit the rib where the pain receptors is gonna kick in. If the pain receptors kick in at any time you're doing problem solving, the brain takes over and nullifies all your work. You might as well start on the next day, go home, rest, come back next day because it's not gonna happen. You know, so problem solving is quite involved and, you know, yet, once you understand the basic concepts, once you get the really the fundamentals down, an amazing world unfolds for these therapists, these students that come with into my class. An amazing world, and their feedback come back. Wow, oh, mucker! Oh, I mean, people are like, you know, their shoulders couldn't they couldn't raise it, and now they can. Frozen shoulder, not frozen anymore. Blah, all this kind of stuff, because they understand, and it takes time. You cannot be on a clock when you're doing problem solving. You know, people are like, I have an hour treatment and I got it done in an hour. Well, that's not, it's not going to happen because problem solving means you got to focus in and do what you need to do until it's resolved. Now, in the case of extreme lower back issue, I'll give you an example. I was uh, I had a practice in Maryland when I was going to pre-med school at the University of Maryland. Um, I had a practice at this um, private club, and one of the members of the club contacted me and says, hey, I can't get out of bed. Can you come and help work on me? So I go to his house. Sure enough, he couldn't move out of the bed. He pointed to his lower back right across the lower back, right you know, the waist area right across that back, typically when you have a, extreme cases, um, and pain going down the legs. Now, anytime pain going down the leg, you know, especially the side of the leg, it's a piriformis muscle that goes over the sciatic nerve. So the piriformis muscle goes from the uh, the, your, the true hip bone, which is the uh, um, the neck of the, of the leg bone that goes into the hip, into the hip area, and it goes to the sacrum. So I won't go into the we are in a podcast, so it's hard to s- uh, visualize it unless you see me. Um, and you know, and so the first day, so I get there. The first thing I want to do is work in his glutes. I gotta work in his glutes because I need to take pressure off his lower back. The moment you do, and it takes time, just on the glutes going back and forth, back and forth, we're talking about half an hour, 45 minutes. Because you can't go aggressively, they're in pain. So you have to gradually work your way down, work your way down, work your way down, breathe, breathe, breathe go back and forth, let them recover, let them recover. Blah, blah. And so then, that first day, I was able to get him off the bed onto my table. Then I was able to put hot towels on him right over. So the hot towels that I use is hot, but it's not directly on the skin. It's, it's, it's uh, two hand towels that's soaked in hot water. They're sandwiched between um, two bath towels folded in half. So it's like a big sandwich. Um, this way, the heat goes through, but it doesn't burn the skin. Um and the the spa c- uh, cabbie, you know, they have hot towels in there. It's not hot enough for me. The towels cannot burn the skin, but it needs to be stay hot for at least ten minutes, ten to fifteen minutes. So if you can imagine that, hot towels not burning the skin, but the temperature which is tolerable for at least ten minutes. So that's the trick about doing this, and that's what you. That's a whole nother world in terms of understanding that. Uh, thermal force work. I have a thermal force too as well when I'm. When I, you know, I'm not, I don't have access to hot towels, I'll just use my thermophore, which is like a heating pad with a hand click on it, because it gets too extremely hot if you don't have a hand click on it, and so that helps me as well. So now going back to, you see what I'm saying? A simple question involves quite a lot of things. So now this guy, I was able to work. The hot towels went on his lower back where the pain was, and upper body, upper back went back to the glutes, and I changed the towels three times on him. Now, in the medical world, and even chiropractic world, they were questioning me, but after I got into senior clinic, nobody was questioning me anymore because of the results I was getting. And, um, you know, hot towels over an inflamed area, you got to be crazy. You got to use ice. And to me, ice is crazy because it, 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 uh, it vasoconstricts the circulatory system when you want to vasodilate it so that, so that the fluids can move out and new um, uh, fibrin and so forth chemicals can come in to ha- to, 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 to repair the area. So now um, um, this is, a, so the first day I worked on his glutes and, 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 and his upper back, that's it. And um, mind you now, he was in bed for at least two days. I mean, he was able to move around, but just couldn't. The last day, he just couldn't get out of bed. Now he's able to get out of bed. I came there the second day. He said he was able to take a shower. He hadn't taken a shower for at least three days. So now he's back on the table, hot towel. Same thing again. I'm going more thorough this time. The gluteal areas, all the way down to the knees. Not free, not beyond the knees. There's no time to work the whole body. And then the upper body now, more involved, more muscles, more more advanced things thrown in there, more depth. And now, so then the third day, so nothing else now, only the glutes and the upper back. Not even the front, the iliopsoas, not yet. The third day I said, you rest, I'll come back the fourth day. The fourth day I came back and the the lower back pain, which was originally went across the whole back, was now narrowed down to a, a small, tiny area between two vertebrae, so I knew now it was the rotatories. It was the deep, deep muscles, way, way deep down there. And there's ways of working with those muscles, and, and uh, which I am not going to get into now because it's it's, it's involved to, to, to even talk about that. But this is part of problem solving: how to get down to the deep, how to use the bones to to address those muscles by stretching those muscles out, and um, and then. Okay, so then, and then the iliopsoas and a few other things. Okay, so in other words, three treatments in four days. Because of the high inflammation, high, um, the extreme, um, um, how the extreme case this was, I had to rest on the fourth day to let the body recover. And so after the fourth day, I went back, uh, back to the club, uh, in the, you know, back to my, uh, my, my practice and, and going to school at the same time. I saw him on day seven. So from the first day I worked on him, day seven, he played nine holes at the golf course at the club that I worked in. It's unheard of. Typically, he should have been in hospital on the, with traction. But this is what I'm talking about, problem solving. If you know how to resolve this, then you're then somebody.
0: Yeah, no, that's a lot of commitment. You know what I mean. And um, as far as that time spent with this with this gentleman to get him well, you know, so it's not just one time. Sometimes, you know, what I mean, it's a process to help someone through their ailments. You know, that um, sometimes it is a gradual process where it takes a couple sessions. You know to get them to where they need to be to um, feel that they can do that nine holes of golf or they can do all of these things, you know, so. um, Your work
1: has to be thorough. And in order to be thorough, you got to be able to feel. And you got to be able to feel all the way down to the bones. So what does it mean, feel all the way down to the bones? Well, when I work on someone I can feel, even with my forearm, if I'm depending on what I'm doing on the body, I can feel all the way down to the bones, and I can, I can feel, I don't see, I feel things. I can feel their story. So the memory there, so a lot of massage school talked about, taught, teaches muscle memories, memory, trauma. muscles has memory. But in reality, it's the bone, not the muscles. That's the Hawaiian, the true Lomi Hawaiian philosophy is that the the memory is in the bones. Yes, the muscle carry that, is translating that, but the origin is coming from from the bones. So the bones is where the red blood cells is created. Red blood cells comes and circulates into the body and so forth. So the marrow of the bone, you know, so the bone, so the bone in the human body was the most revered aspect of the human person. In the Hawaiian culture, if if you knew in the in the warrior period, if they captured the, the this this high level warrior, they could tap into the bones of that warrior, not the soul of the warrior because they've died or it moved on, but the memory of that of that warrior or the medicine person, you can tap in and learn. It's almost like a computer still there. At a certain point, it of course the memory is it, you know dissipates. You know what I mean? So. The bones have this memory, so when I work on someone, everybody has a story. I can feel their story. Wow. How many therapists can tell me that they can hear a story? And the story can come from the bone, not the muscle, the bones. Yeah, so I mean, that, there's there's some there's some response from the muscle, but you want to hear a true story, it's in the bones.
0: So was that some of the inspiration that led you to chiropractic school was that aspect of going down to the bone and, you know, learning that communication aspect or?
1: No, no, actually, uh, Auntie Margaret um, um, encouraged me because uh, because uh, um, I think I mentioned to you in the last podcast, but because she knew the moment she leaves this planet, who's going to listen to this type of work? So, getting a, a doctor's degree holds more, I suppose, attention. You see, and and um, that was her thinking, not mine. That um, you know, because and the other thing she 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 told me about is well, what I'm here to do is is bridging the gap between the traditional way and the modern healthcare system. Or how they're doing things. This is, and that's what I've been, i I've, 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 done, and continue to do to this day, uh, to bridge that gap, to to understand the scientific aspect, and also to understand, you know, the, uh, the, the, um, the, the traditional aspect of of how to communicate with the with the human body and to get results. So that um, communication with that bo- um, down
0: to the bone level is that something that. Um, Learned, or is that something that's kind of like through the experience of, um, the practice that the communication can hearing people's stories through their bones. Um. So yes,
1: yeah, um, yeah, I I, I understand a question and and it's um, it's not a simple answer. Um, because, uh, Morna taught me memories. I didn't. I don't. I don't. I didn't remember all of the bones, but a lot of the bones I did remember, and I wrote it down. And but Auntie Margaret um, was the one that taught me how to feel down to the bones, because I would work on her. I said, "No, no, no. You see, you see your hands now. You see that it's no behind below, below that muscle. Okay, you see the bone there. You can feel the bone. I'm thinking to myself, what bone? I don't even feel the bone. And this is my early days now." Lean on me, Maka, Lean, lean. Relax your hand. Lean, 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 lean. More, 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 more. You feel it. now. You feel that bone right there, right there. You see? Okay. Feel that bone right there. Now move up, move up, move up. Right there. You see the tip? There's a little tubercle there. You see that? That's that's the head of it. That's the head. You feel the muscle coming over there? That's the one you're looking for. You see? That's how it was with me and her. Feel down All to that. the bones. Yeah. She could tell if I was able to feel her bones or not. And with me, because I, there, there were five of us, there are five Hawaiians, there are four women and myself, and we all assisted her for years. But they all had other family commitments, and, except me. And so I stayed back and I was able to see a lot of stuff in her practice that she didn't teach in her work, in, in her classes. And and I had a lot of one-on-one time with her, asking a lot of questions, and I would be working on her all the time, and she would give me feedback, you know. And Margot was the kind of person; the moment you touch her on the table, she snores, you know. And and and, and yeah, and, and so, but the moment I made a mistake, she woke up, and she you know, how, and you know, and you know how she scolded me. This is a form of scolding. <clears throat> that was it just clearing her throat. throat) That was a scolding for me. Like I'm not doing something right. Mak'ala, like she's always pleasant in her voice. Mak'ala, uh, can I see your hands please? Come, come. She, she, I put my hand by her, she presses on it. You feel that? Yeah? Okay, now you feel this, yeah? This is the one I want. So I go back, I work in a particular area, and if it's not right, I come back again until I get it right. And they say, yeah, yeah, like that, like that. Yeah, oh, there, that's the one. That's it, that's it. <sighs> back to snoring again. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: that's a fortunate time that you could have that one-on-one time and, you know, be able to get those um, feedback and experience.
1: You know, one time she told me, Makala, um, like if somebody has a low back problem, I'm a kind of guy that I don't believe anything unless I know it. It's not that I don't trust anyone or anybody or anything. It's just that I don't know it. So I don't I don't believe something. I either know it or I don't know it, period. And Auntie Margaret would, would tell me things. Like one time she said, Makala, if you're going to have somebody's lower back problem, make sure you work on these two muscles. And she showed me the picture. Okay? So one time this guy came to me and said, hey, I'm a paddler, canoe, canoe paddler. He had problems with the lower back. I work. On, I said, this time I said I'm not going to work on the glute medius a minute. Just these two muscles, the glute medius and minimus, because see, it attaches to the the edge of the uh, the ilium. See, and the ilium is where the um, the the uh, quadratus laborum goes up from the iliac crest upwards to the sp- to the um, the rib and uh, and the spine. And and it's and it's, it's not only that involved. That muscle is involved, but also the ones you know, the, the smaller ones that's connected from the spine. It's, uh, you know, from a uh, spinal cord, uh, from one spine uh, uh, level to another one. And uh, so I worked on this guy and and I didn't work on his two muscles. And I worked on him for like an hour and a half. And then I said, how do you feel? He said, well, I mean, I feel really good. But the pain's still over here, though. I said, oh, okay, okay come back. Come back down. So then I worked on his two muscles and that was it, pain went away. <laughs> yeah. So now... I knew it, what I know now. Okay, that's what that's what's happening. Okay, I know it works now. Okay, so now I know. See, that's the yeah, kind of guy yeah. I am. I gotta know if I, I'm not gonna guess. I'm not gonna believe in something. I gotta either know it or I don't. If I if I had limitations, I want to overcome my limitations.
0: So that experience came into, you know, by these experiences. You now got these. Um, Belief systems of you doing the work and you know seeing these things happen. When it comes to um a lot of practitioners, um say if they're doing lomi, you know there's that um part time full time aspect. You know especially these days, hard for doing full time sometimes. Um, I mean especially the state that you know with in Hawaii, um, with some of that stay at home stuff going on. You know, and the importance of getting all of this experience to be able to help people out, you know, and, you know, a lot of these practitioners are super passionate about doing the work, but they also have to provide for their family, food and finances and all those things, pay rent, all of these things. So they got to work another part-time job, you know, and maybe do Lomi's on the side type of deal. You know, but then you don't get as much experience working with the body, you know. So I think there's that um, questioning of like, how can we still gain these, gain this knowledge, gain this experience, you know, where, um, you know, when we're only doing it part time, you know, rather than full time where we can be, you know working on people every day you know
1: well I mean this is why this is where the training comes in having a good teacher to teach uh, a therapist especially a beginning therapist or a non-licensed therapist for that matter because anyone can help another person out anyone can learn to work and help their family or friends you know you don't have to be licensed to work on people to help people out uh, you know, in terms of making a living, of course, you know, in, in Hawaii, you need to have a license and and, and so forth. And, or well, well, let's just say, if you if you want to promote yourself, then you have to have a license, because you can always add, you can always, you know, have a donation thing. But anyway, um, you know, um, the training is critical. I mean, you got to have good training so that your work will reflect, you know, your, you know, your work will be your, um, your calling card, you know? I mean um, let me give you an example. Um, before I go into more detail, um, Carol Hart, who's one of my, a friend she's a friend of mine. Uh, she's a, she's a, she's a student a friend of mine and also a teacher of one She's an amazing person who, who lives in Kauai and she had a massage school there for some years. They graduate from her massage school no before they they apprenticing these guys were apprenticing on people from the community in Kauai. and the feedback from the people in the community would tell uh, would, what was that they get they, they get better results they like their work better from this these, these um, apprentices than licensed massage therapists that in the, in, have practices or in the spa or whatever. So Carol was able to teach the skills necessary to stop problem solving, stop helping people out already before they even graduated to take the license from a, to get a massage license. Do you know what I'm saying? So the training is critical because once you have that training, that your hand you start helping people out you will be the busiest person around it doesn't matter how many lomi therapists or monolomi therapists are, their massage therapist doesn't matter how many is in your neighborhood if you're good at what you're doing you're going to be busy so i'll take you back a little bit because when i was with auntie marion this is my days of course this is like 70s you know it's a long time ago um you know, I was, for three years, I worked on people and never charged them. But I would work on everyone who needed help. Of course, they would give me a bunch of bananas and fish, whatever, you know. And Auntie Margaret kept, kept telling me, hey, Makala, you got to start charting. So. Then later on, you know, of course, I we went to school and all that kind of stuff. And then I had a family. I said, holy shucks, I better start charging. <laughs> they don't paying the bills, but, you know. So, you know, they don't have to do it the way I did it, but I learned a lot in those three years working on people f- for free. So, let's say you have a job and you you, you want to gain experience, just work on people, ask for a donation, whatever. They want to leave something fine, even if you're licensed. If you want to charge them, fine. And you know, if you're if you have the skills, that's your calling card. You will be busy. No matter what the world, how the world unfolds, the demand to be worked on the body will always be there because people will always have pain.
0: Yeah, that's 100%. Everyone would want a good low meat to get worked on, you know. And like you said, everyone has pain, so everyone wants to get worked on. Yeah. So, you know that concept of a healer in every home? Every family, um, yeah. Every family. Um, can you touch more on that aspect of a healer in every every family, um, that kind of
1: concept? Well, growing up in Kona, I mean, most families knew basic herbal thing, respiratory cuts, bruises, you know, just uh, vana pok, la'a, uh, uh, coral cut, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, most family members knew basic stuff. But when there was a serious issue, you went to see Auntie Margaret or someone like her. In my case, it was Auntie Margaret. She, she was a go-to person in my town. And uh, and that's true with, 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 uh, with, uh, with the aches and pain as well. So a lot of um, family members knew Lomi in the old days. A lot of them mm-hmm. did. And of course, uh, my parents never did it. But their parents did. And... Um, um so you know everyone had basic knowledge for everyday stuff you know you, you have a you have a you have a child going to school all of a sudden they're playing soccer now and they get injured you know so they know you know minor injury like oh my my muscles sore oh, you know i remember um i remember uh, um uh, alohalani which is uh auntie mario's adopted daughter was crying one night. I, I was visiting from chiropractor school at one of my summer breaks, and I was sleeping on the porch, and I heard her crying in the room, and, and I went in there. at like think about three o'clock in the morning or two o'clock, whatever. She's crying. Uncle, uncle, uncle! my leg sore, my leg sore. Where? My whole leg, my whole leg. And so, um, and her foot was hurting. I said, where are you, your foot?" Oh, yeah, yeah. So I figured, it's, you know, I I figured it was going to be in her lumbar's. You know, and when it starts getting into the foot area, something going on in lumbars. So, and I didn't know Auntie Margaret worked on her already, and she went back to sleep, but she got up again. So, I went in uh, the lumbar areas and did some things in that area, and then the pain went away and, and never came back. Um, so, you know, just general basic stuff that you can do. And then, but when there's some serious thing like sprained ankle, falling down, injury, car accident, you know, serious stuff, you go to the master.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Or you so go the to the... Beast- Licensed therapist who's qualified.
0: Mm-hmm. So, the basics of having this basic concepts within the ohanas of taking care of each other for minor issues. And
1: so, most of the families today don't know these things. Mm-hmm. A lot of them don't know lao and you know and, and 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 lomi. You know, you know. So you you know so you start teaching them. Uh, like for example how to work on a neck sitting in a chair just simple things um you know um, with your forearm leaning onto the neck without without pressing on the bone you know you you know they they can learn these simple things to help each other out neck issues uh, back with the, working on the glutes you know uh, just simple things um, you know um, you know you know like um Uh, oh and uh, how to use hot towels help the family member with hot towels and that's something simple to do and that helps the you know the the, to de-stress the the tension uh, the 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 coil up tight muscles you know so i mean so it's up to the family members my that concept for me was to go out into the community and start teaching this uh to the people in the community so they can learn these basic basic things you know you don't need to be licensed uh, but you can learn how to help uncle, auntie, or, or the niece or the, or the nephew, whatever. You know? And so, and you know, and then the herbs, you know, simple herbs. I mean, you only need really the 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 Irish family only need to have a handle on about six or seven herbs really. To handle yeah, yeah. basic things, or you know, handle just your your basic day to day stuff.
0: And I know you're a big fan of like the new oil, the chili pepper, and stuff, huh?
1: water, oh, yeah. yeah. It's the pepper water. Uh, it's it's of course it's uh you know it's a, an old Hawaiian thing. I don't like what I see in Hawaii I, you know, in the stores. I, I never buy them in the stores, of course. So how I make mine is in a quart of water, I have like maybe a half tablespoon maybe of sea salt, maybe less. Depends how I feel. A quart of water, less like a quart. It's like a teaspoon, maybe, like a teaspoon of sea salt. And um, and then I put a oi chili pepper. I grow my own chili pepper and I have pots, it, it grows out of and when I dry it and then I grind it up to powder form. And then, um, so sea salt oi chili pepper or cayenne pepper, if you like. Uh, cayenne is just a ground up chili pepper. And then in, uh, in garlic. And all of this is to taste. See, I like mine strong, so it's strong. But other people can't, like uncle uh, or grandpa like that. can't do strong, you make them light for them. And um, and and I don't heat up anything, because I don't, you know. And of course, it, it, it's 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 good clean water. I'm not just saying use tap water. You got to use filtered water or uh, alkaline water, whatever it is that you have. So sea salt, uh, chili pepper, and, and and garlic, and you blend it up. I blend mine and then I put it in a glass jar, leave it in the refrigerator. And every time I want, I want to have some, I, in fact, I'm having some right now as we are talking, I'm sipping on some chili pepper water. Funny she mentioned nice,
0: nice. Uh, yeah. you should know,
1: mention that. And uh, Renee, uh, my wife was, uh, mm, uh, tried it the other day. She says, wow, this thing is really hot. Yeah, you know, I make it a little hot. And the right. garlic, and the garlic very strong. Wow, I like my garlic strong, you know. <laughs> so nice. it's two it's taste. So what does it do? It helps the immune system and it helps the uh, circulatory system. So the cayenne also helps to bring elasticity back to the soft tissues. So not only the, the vessels, but also to the, the, the soft tissues, the, 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 fa- the, the fascia, the muscles, and things like that. Yeah. And, and, that's, uh, 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 and again, uh, garlic will help um, immune system which is what we need today. We need to we need to affect our immune system. I mean, think yeah. about it. Every child born, now not in America, I don't know yet. I know in Poland it was, and my friends gave birth a couple of years ago and I was there and and it's required by, uh, in Poland, every child, the immunization, the vaccination happens the second day. So she was there in a the hospital with eight, uh, eight other women and um, they're all giving birth at the same time. I find it interesting. And, um, one of them was a medical doctor. And so the first day, all the babies were born on the same day. The cesarean, well, this particular woman had a cesarean. And I think cesarean is, the, is, the, is, the, is, the, is the, um, is the, um, the treatment of choice, I think, today, getting a cesarean for birth. Um, a lot of that's happening. And, um, <clears throat> so anyway, um, So the first day, baby's crying, blah, 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 you know, and you you can hear all the babies, and she's telling me, uh, because I wasn't there. Um, You hear all the babies going off, right? And the next day, they all get vaccinated except hers, her son, because she got exempted because she had a um, health uh, compromise of some sort. And so, and she's also a lawyer. And she she got exempted from from getting her her son uh, vaccinated. So the next day, her son is laughing and talking, you know, making noise, and all the other kids were like a zombie. It was like it was like a quiet zone. You could only hear her child talking, laughing, drinking. You can even hear them. She said you can even hear him, you know, sucking on the milk. It's so quiet. So already the immune system is being attacked. And the colostrum, the first milk from the mother, is critical for the immune system. That's what that's what kicks, kick kick the immune system for 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 this for these children. You need to have mother's milk, and a lot of moms are, are are bottle feeding, so they don't have that ac- access to that um, that You know, it's it's sort of like uh, the these bears in, in in the mainland here. You know, when they go to hibernation, the first food they eat is the um, osha, is bear root. Call it. They dig down and eat the root. Because it kickstarts their um, their immune system coming out of I hibernation, see. yeah. And so the mother's milk does that. And so the mother milk plays a key role in the immune of the of the child. But you keep getting these vaccinations, immunizations, and so forth. You keep doing that. It deteriorates immune systems. As you get older, you you get less immune, act, you know, uh, potential. The potential of immune activity is is lessened because of the uh, of, of what's, what's happening, you know, it's not just a vaccination, but environmental things and so forth. And so, you know, um, there's a lot of things that we can do to, to, to help the immune system. Like I said, garlic will do that. Cayenne, this whole chili pepper water thing will help that, of course. Uh, and it's critical that we, 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 we support the immune system. I make an herbal tincture with alcohol or a combination of, of herbs um, to support the immune system so there are there are other ways if foods and uh, cleansing of organs and so forth to me one of the most in my opinion, one of the best ways of improving the immune system is prolonged fasting and I've been saying this for almost 20 years now and people are starting to get wind of this and I mean I mean in, in general people not scientists because they've been doing studies of this, a while. Stanford University have shown prolonged fasting improves the immune system. Um, in, R- in Germany, they have facilities over there. This 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 study has been done a long time ago. This is all known stuff. Germany, Russia, big time. Even in Russia, they even showed how prolonged fasting can help psychological issues, which I've been saying also for years. What? Psychological issues? How the hell is that possible? That's what I hear all the time. I said, because yeah. they're, they're already showing this. And in fact, in Russia, part of the healthcare system is prolonged fasting. Now, prolonged fasting to me is, you know, more than one day. Now, they, they do longer periods. But when I do a fast, I do three to four fa- fasts, in you know, prolonged fasts in a year, every year. And they're only three days long. That's all I need. I only need three days to detox the body, to to reinvigorate the immune system, to you know, reset it, whatever I need to do, three days is all I need, and and to me that's my 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 um, fountain of youth. And people yeah. are amazed. Look at me, seventy two. I don't think so. My like, oh, you're got to be at least 59, 60. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but they tell they think, and <laughs> uh, you know, so uh, you know, so the the it, it, the right fast. Can and will improve the immune system, not all but right? Just because you're taking juices for seven days, that's not a fast. that's not what I'm talking about so and the fast, of course, I think we talked about it a little bit in the last talk, but it's it's uh to me it's critical, and even now, so you you know the last time you asked me too about these uh, mental issues, you know because everybody's going through be stresses and stuff, this is the key right here, fasting do a three day fast. And I've been talking to, you know, I, I even, um, I talked to some friends who were, who were active military um, about, you know, because there's a lot of um, suicide rates in the military. And I, I am certain that the right prolonged fast will change that, will, will, will can, can have a, a positive effect on reversing that, that tendency to, to, to go to live your life like that. Um, if depressions, all of those things, absolutely. And I've seen it, I've seen it clinically. Clinically, I've seen a manic depressive changes, uh, a change, and uh, of course, uh, health issues and so forth. Uh, allergies, you know, I've seen changes from, from, from that. Um, yeast infections, women especially, because men can get it too, with women, I've seen changes. So there's a lot, a, lot, a lot of, this guy um, um I won't mention his name because you know to protect his, protect him from from you know wanting to, to be known but he retired as a school teacher at a particular school in Maui and um, he was a Mormon and he wanted to go on a mission but he couldn't because uh, his, uh, he was borderline diabetic and also high blood pressure So he came to me. We did a three-day fast. And then I I laid out the groundwork of what to do for the next three months, I told him. I saw him a month later in Maui. I returned there. And we were at the same function where they had a buffet, a lunch, at this hotel down in uh, um, Lahaina. uh, uh, Lahaina Luna. uh, uh, Kanapali. Kanapali, yeah. And I watched what he was taking because he was in front of me. And he sat down and I selected what was available there. And then I walked by his table and said, Makala. He pointed to his plate. He says, how am I doing? I said, I showed him my plate. I said, "You, we both have the same thing. And so congratulations. And he said that even going to weddings, he don't eat the food. He cannot eat the food because it's just so... Not pour no eye for him. Yeah, yeah. So, so you've been doing within 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 two months, I believe it took him two months. He was able to go on a mission. All of those things was resolved. Not resolved, but it requalified him. Hmm. Blood pressure normalized, and then the the sugar issue normalized too. Because sugar, borderline sugar issues will normalize too when you do fasting. Especially so, with so the ingredients then, that I make.
0: So it's three to four day uh, fasting um, that you do. You've been doing them three to four times a year for how long? For like what the last couple twenty years or the last?
1: So my first fast was with Auntie Margaret, first ever fast in nineteen seventy eight or seventy eight or seventy nine, and I've been fasting since. Wow, awesome! And I've experimented a lot now since then. Wow and uh, the formulation I've come up with is from my years of clinical experiences and how, and and because I have a specific agenda that I want to, that I want to accomplish pulling out heavy metals, pulling out all this stuff, you know, it's old stuff, you know, just fasting and not eating food, you know, it's, it's it's not good enough for me. I want to pull out those old toxicities and heavy metals and things like that out of the body. And and there's ways of doing that. And, um, you know, and then uh, when a three-day fast, um, it's easy to break the fast because it's, it's not as long as a seven-day fast. So the okay. seven-day fast, you have to watch what you eat because, um, you know, you it can, it can be constipated. And a three-day fast is not 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 too much of a concern, but you still have to be conscientious about what you're doing, of course, after the fast. But What was the question? You were asking me something. I went off a tangent here. Uh, you're asking well, three oh oh Oh, yeah, I know what I was say. Um, yeah, since uh, the time of Auntie Margaret. Oh, I remember. Um, like a, a couple of years later, I was fasting myself in you know in Honolulu. I was a tennis professional teaching tennis, traveling around the world with Peter barash International. And I was fasting at my cousin's house in Honolulu, and this long stuff came out of my out of my body. I said, "What the heck?" Looked like a long snake. The thing was about. <laughs> I don't know. I I would say a good uh, five feet long. So I called Auntie Margaret up. It was still in the the toilet bowl. Auntie Margaret, what the heck is this? So I described it to her. She cracked up laughing. He said, that's the protection that every child has when they're born. You know, it protects the digestive system. And if you get that out, it's great because it's not a lot of people. have it. It doesn't come out of everybody. It just stays in there. Because it's a barrier between the outside world and uh, and the internal organs, I mean, you know the, the 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 lining of the of uh, the, uh, the small and large. And in this case, it's large intestines. So it's a coating. It's like a it, and it's like a it has striation. You know, it's like you can just tell it's like has a mole of my inner sides of my large intestine. You can see that, and it's like a tube. That's what it was. It came out of me. And it says, what well, she said that's exactly what you want because when you do that now, you're Digestive system, especially large intestine, can be more functional. And so that happened like two years after. And, and, and I, so I was doing fasting on my own. Uh, at that time, I was doing a uh, seven-day fast. And, um, and then, um, then, I, and then um, I, I changed it uh, to three days, and I started to realize that I could accomplish the same thing in three days that I can, or in fact, more things in three days than I could in seven days. So what the heck? and I know and and then um, um then one time i did um a, a three day fast once a month for twelve months straight I did that mm-hmm. when i when i was um uh when I was in a tennis uh, teaching and playing tennis I did that and then I did that here in Arizona about five years ago i I, I did a three day fast once a month for twelve months straight just to just from curiosity to see uh, you know what what well what what the outcome would be, and it's amazing, of course. And my eye well, color, my eye color changed. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it takes that long. Not, I'm not saying do a fast once a month for 12 months, but it takes years of the, of this kind of fasting to really detox your body from from stuff like in Vietnam. We were most of us were exposed to Asian orange. LeVon, Ohio was, and we believe when we had a conversation that, you know, he, he definitely was exposed to it. And I, my opinion is that that's where he died from, you know, the, 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 the condition he had was from uh, related to the Agent Orange. That, but that's just my opinion. I don't know. I never had a chance to analyze his um, blood or anything like that. So I don't know, but this is my feeling. And, but it takes years to get that kind of heavy, heavy toxicity out of the body not easy to get chemicals out of the body. It takes time. Yeah. And so what that does now, it allows the organs to purge all of the excess stuff out. What happens when the large intestine get, gets clogged up and sluggish and, you know, um, um, constipation, whatever people have, you know, slowing movements down, and by the way, I would say 60% of people tell me they're not constipated. I look at their eyes, and they say, you're constipated. Iridology, so I do. also read the eyes of, of, of individuals. I take photographs, and I look at eyes, and I said, no, you're right, you're definitely constipated. <laughs> you can see it there. So I don't, I don't want to get too, too far on the sidetrack now, because I was talking about, um, what was I talking about? Um, yeah, the,
0: the fasting and the importance of that as a immune, oh, um I- you know, like,
1: you know, yeah, I've seen something else, but I forget. But okay, it doesn't I guess I was I was just talking stars. But I think
0: yeah, that's important. I mean, I'm gonna to have to jump on on that. I mean, you're 72 years old, shooting in the 70s, or sometimes breaking into the 60s. I mean, yeah, I gotta um, yeah. these uh, incorporating these fastings. You know, so if people are interested in kind of um. Reaching out to you for these type of fastings. Um, just h- hit you up on your email. Hi, we got Kipu Kalani. Hi, up. Kipu Kalani. Um, Yeah, so we're going to, um, if people are interested in jumping on these. Um, they um, can
1: contact me at, uh, at my email or just go to uh, indigenousbotanicals.net. Indigenous okay. Botanicals.net will, will get to me or manalomi.com will get to me. And my email, direct email is uh, manaola at centurylink.net.
0: Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people. Um...
1: Yeah, I, I really have been trying to get people to understand the importance of that. Now, Mei Ling, who was, um, uh, she was head of uh, Hui no in Maui. It got me there, and we were able, you know, I was able to convince these Hawaiians. I mean, you know, in those days, you know, I, they, they asked me, well, what is this fast, Makahala? I said, well, you don't eat food for three days. Oh, I don't think so. Eat food for three Don't eat food for three days. Ah, No, 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 no. So, but I was able in 2005 to get 40 people to fast, 40 Hawaiians, 20 Hawaiians at a time, 20 Hawaiians fasted, and in another month, 20 Hawaiians fasted. It's an amazing outcome. Amazing. And, and, you know, and, it, and it's, it's user friendly. And I wish more people would do this kind of fast. I mean, and once they learn how to do it, and of course I read their eyes and I, I give them private consultation to see what's going on internally in their bodies and all that when they do a fast with me. And, um, you know, once they do the fast, then they're on their own. They can do it. They can continue on their own, unless of course they want to, you know, or have a friend with them, you know, they can join them and then they can do it together, you know. I just wish more and more people would do this kind of fast. 3 days, user friendly and an amazing results in terms of detoxing the body, clearing the mind, you know, detoxing chemicals in the brain area. When I see irid- when I read iridology, I can see ke- chemicals or toxicities in the brain area. And after some after some you know, I, mean, I usually a year or so later, I can see changes if they continue on the right protocols. I see changes in their, in the in the brain area in this case
0: awesome yeah yeah so if anybody's um looking to kind of boost their immune system and you know kind of take that time to remove it remove some of those things out of their systems that's not wanted then this fasting would be a a great way so i'm gonna have to um incorporate this as well you know
1: i wish i could just fly into hawaii and start doing and offer these things but it's so difficult going there now and unless yeah, once, yeah. Once, once the smoke clears then you know we can see what what's what because right now I don't feel like going to Hawaii although I am planning to be there soon uh, we'll see how it unfolds I don't know what to expect I'm not expecting anything I'm just gonna show up and see what happens right
0: on yeah no Mahalo for you um mahalo you know I still remember that uh first time you know on my personal journey of getting lonely you know I finishing up, you know, how I connect, uh, how I know you, you know, and connecting to the Lomi aspect after graduating college and, you know, um, putting the cut hair out and you were in Oregon at that time. And I still recall talking to you and you telling me about your program that you're going to be doing up in Maui. And, um, you know, that's kind of always one of those things that um, was very important for myself in my you know journey into these practices and into these lomis and you know in my early 20s and showing up on maui and um so yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mahalo for you know that time and being able to connect with you um on maui and kind of giving the moolelo of um inoa and all of this kuleana attached to you know to life and
1: so mahalo nui,
0: Maka'ala, for what you do for our people, man.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm here to help. I mean, uh, but you gotta knock on my door, otherwise, uh, you know, I'm not gonna. If nobody knock on my door for help, I'm gonna go play golf.
0: Yeah, <laughs> same here, man. Same here, you know. So, right on. Well, um, any final thoughts, Maka'ala? You wanna um share with our Leo Kupa listeners?
1: No, I think we had we had a nice conversation. Uh, obviously, um. It would it's, be nice uh, for the listeners to give you feedback uh, on specific topics or questions that they may have or even send it to me and I'm mm-hmm. happy to respond to them.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Please reach out to Makala um, and knock on his door. You know, um, I know the golfing is always beautiful to do. and um, But yeah, for those that got questions,
1: please uh, reach out. I did want to say it now. Kamaka. Golfing
0: is not my priority. Yeah, taking care of yourself is a priority. And that's one of the things that you use to restore yourself and, and stay, you know, being able to do these things at 72. So, hey, I think it's self-care is important. And if that's something that you love to do, like I love to do, I think it's very important in our life that, um you know, it's something important.
1: Yeah yeah I agree
0: yeah so yeah it's not your know, food you're not going to um, you know um, be joining the senior tour or anything like that anytime soon then uh, you're going to be um, still <laughs> and, and sharing our Hawaiian healing practices and all of those things right
1: yeah I'm here I'm available
0: right on well, mahalo once again to our guest today Yates for joining us on Leo Kupa uh, mahalo to all our listeners. Uh, mahalo, Brother Nakoa Campbell, for produce, helping produce this podcast. Please share this with your ohanas. Uh, subscribe to our emailing list at huimaoliola.org. Um, check out our, our monthly events, Mauli on Mauli, and follow us on the socials, uh, Instagram and Facebook. And if you got any questions for Maka'ala, for us at Ola, please amai. Um Mahalo. Nui for the stories today, and leo kupa maka'ala, nui kia aloha. From Maka'ala Yates, kawao kamaka ha ilono, ola. E kia kua mauna lo alai ke kai, na au mā kua i a kahina kua, kahina alo, kahi kina, kumohana na kupuna, mahalo piha, e ka ike, ka kai kamana ka mana, ke ola, mania o mā ko. I'm going